Welcome to Ways to Means, a personal finance podcast with Hannah and Susanna. We believe financial empowerment is a collective effort, and we learn best by sharing personal experiences with each other. Join us as we talk about all things money. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Ways to Means. This is our final episode, at least for the, for the, for the foreseeable future. I, I, um, we've talked about how Hannah and I are both commitment phobes, and wouldn't you know, we're commitment phobes to ending things too. So (laughs) it explains a lot about our twenties, but that's a story for another time. (laughs) Yeah. So we wanted to, to spend this final for now episode, uh, reflecting on our experience making this podcast and also just our lives over the, the time that we've been making this podcast, specifically how, um, the, participating in, in making this podcast itself has affected our lives because we were reflecting on that, um, off mic and man, I think it really impacted a lot of the life decisions we've made over the past two years. Yeah. Yeah. Two years. I I think we can say confidently that we have put the personal in personal finance. Like we have brought it home and made it personal. Like I would have never thought that a topic like this would have so much impact. Like when we were first exploring ideas for this podcast, Susie, you know, we were shooting a lot of ideas around. And um, I remember one of them was actually talking about people going through transitions and transitions in our own lives. And I never thought that the lens of personal finance would really encompass the transitions that we have been through personally and professionally and financially. Um, a lot's happened and I'm really grateful, Susanna, for all the time that we've spent like shaping this podcast and creating it, producing it. We literally learned how to podcast from nothing. We learned how to set up a podcast, how to edit it, how to produce it. Um, we had real human guests for whom we are forever grateful. And yeah, it's just been such an awesome experience. And I know that this is not the last thing we're going to collaborate on. It's just one of many. Mm -hmm. There's always the single sock concept. (laughs) Yes. This is Susanna's original business idea to start a one sock company. And it didn't go further than that, but it was a good idea. (laughs) Eliminate the, you must have matching paired sock socks paradigm. There you go. I love it. Just disrupt the sock industry. <laughs> disrupt the sock industry. Um, well, so we started the podcast in spring 2021, but the idea was really the result of a couple of months of ruminating on what we wanted our podcast to focus on. Um, and so we thought it would be cool here. I mean, I think it really was like November 2020. I remember driving back from um, our time in St. Augustine, Florida and talking with you about what the podcast was going to look like. And it took us months to actually launch it um, because we wanted to do our due diligence and research and educate ourselves about podcast production. Um, So yeah, Susie, why don't you kick us off? Like what's happened since spring 2021 for you? There's been a lot of change. Yeah. Um, And also I I thought that um, it would be useful to reflect on what our goals were starting this out. Um, For me, I remember my primary goals were to spend time with you um um, have like a project to to bond more over and two to learn about finance stuff and kind of like the the known unknowns and the unknown unknowns and just um uncovering topics to learn about that I you know, couldn't even really think about myself in my like sort of background brain. 
um, bring them to the forefront as topics to even pursue and then pursue them and learn about them. So yeah, it was really like demystifying so much about finance. I feel like we both felt really overwhelmed by, and it's almost like the podcast was a way for us to facilitate our own learning journey. I think that was exactly what it was, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, here are some things that, um, have changed in my life since starting the podcast. I, in somewhat chronological order, I learned a lot about retirement and brokerage accounts and investing in general. And um, as sort of an outcome of that learning journey, I transferred my city of Boston pension account into a like rollover IRA. Which was uh, no small feat, both technically, but also emotionally, because it was you kind of saying, all right, I'm ready to leave city life and not be an employee anymore of the city. Yeah. I mean, it was, I want, it was technically easy. It was the, I think what Hannah's referring to is me working with the city of Boston to like get approvals or whatever, but literally just like on the Fidelity website and all that stuff, it's actually wicked yes. easy, but um, yeah, it's like three buttons. Don't be afraid. If you're out there, don't be afraid. Right. <laughs> I um, am honestly not totally sure if if it matters, if it's smart, whatever, but I do feel better be having greater control over it, um, yeah. and access and insight than, um, yeah, I had absolutely no insight into it when it was with the city's pension. I would have to like email the city to even see how much I had. Um, so anyway, that's kind of a potentially small thing. I took a whole year off, um, yeah, episode two, if you want to learn more about that. Um, and I, um, with that year off, I, you know, obviously had time to work on this podcast with Hannah that I wouldn't have otherwise. Um, and I also had time to, um, help my niece with her, um, private school applications. Um, there's just like so much to manage. It like really helped to be able to have me as like a unemployed person, like organizing all the materials going into these applications and she got into a really great school yeah I also re remembered that with that time I I um like invested in my health in ways that I often find I get put on the back burner when I'm employed yeah. I yeah. switched to primary care physician I now have a primary care physician who like responds to messages within an hour on holidays kind of thing wow um, and yeah, it is, it is troubling that it takes being unemployed to figure out your health, especially since in this country, health insurance is often tied to having a job, but thank you, Obamacare or in Massachusetts's case, your Omnicare, um, because I had great health insurance despite being unemployed during that time. Um, yeah. What else? I moved, I bought a house in Western Mass and moved to Western Mass. Yes, girl. This might be a surprise to people who have listened to uh, our podcast. I did talk about it at some point in previous episodes um, as a something I was exploring, but I pulled the trigger um, and bought a house and I'm now in Western Mass. And the process of buying a house was made so much clearer by having worked on the podcast because we did a couple episodes about home buying one with 
um, our friend Lou Lepping about her first time home buying experience and then a follow up on does it make sense to rent or buy, um, which further helped me demystify the process. And I really don't know if I would have had the confidence to go into this home buying um, experience myself without having done that. Um, I know you learn as you do things. And I think a lot of people learn a lot about the home buying process by literally buying a house. Yeah. Um, but I just don't, I, I don't think I would have been so confident that it was the right time to start thinking about it, let alone going through with it. If I hadn't, um, worked on those podcast episodes, but you had some spreadsheets that you used to analyze like the, the, where it's most cost benefit, um, where there's the most cost benefit to rent versus buy. And like, you did a whole analysis of that with lose purchase. And that was super interesting. And I remember you saying, when I was asking you, why did you finally decide to buy? You said, because really it just makes more sense financially, you know, based on what you were paying in rent before. So like you actually like developed these tools to be able to make that decision. I think that's really cool because you're very analytical. And so you were able to like put an analytical framework around that decision. Yeah. I mean, I definitely referenced a lot of like existing tools, but, you know, put them together and like made them make sense for my life. Um, and I, I just don't think I would have like done that sort of like data forward approach in my own personal home buying experience the way I felt compelled to for the sake of a podcast episode that you know, who knows who's going to listen to and I don't want to like steer someone wrong um so yeah wh what about you Hannah take us through a condensed version of the past two years in your life and your personal finance journey. Oh my God. It's been huge. And it's, I mean, I can point to the connections to the podcast in so many things. Um, well, so the first biggest change I would say is like right after we launched the podcast unrelated, I had a baby. So that was a huge change. It was my second. So it wasn't like zero to one, but, um, it was still a huge shift going to a second kid and, um, you know, has been amazing. And Hawk will be two in July, which is wild. Um, so that was huge. And then I also launched a business like right around the same time that we launched the podcast. So that was really cool. It was actually May, 2021. Um, so that same spring, also right before I had a baby. And that was great because I think that our podcast has given me a lot more confidence in managing my own money, which has helped me feel more confident running a business because I have not only been able to do all my own bookkeeping, but I'm also able to see like bigger picture. I've been able to put together a budget for our family and feed in projections for my income. And that's just been so great. Um, let's see, I got a promotion. So I was promoted to COO at my day job last year. Um, and actually funny story about that. I don't know if you know this story, Susanna, but um, shout out to women supporting women. Here is where I'm a direct beneficiary of that. Um, my former colleague, sent me a very sweet card um, around the holidays. Um, so it would have been December, 2021. And she said, you know, happy holidays. It's been so great working with you because she was moving on to another company. And she said, by the way, you should be promoted to COO. And so in my review the next month, I said, hey, our colleague, our former colleague said this, what do you think? And that's kind of how it happened. Um, so she advocated for me, which gave me the confidence to advocate for myself. So in summary, it is our duty as women to support other women and lift them up, even in ways that like no one, I, I never would have saw that coming and it ended up being very transformative. So that was very cool. Um, and then a huge change was we moved to Florida and that was earlier in 2022, August, 2022. So that's been a huge shift. Um, and I will say that 
through all of this, my comfort with personal finance has been the biggest um, kind of intangible outcome from our podcast. Like I've been able to, like I said, put together a comprehensive budget, really lean into Mint, which is what I use to categorize transactions, compare last year to this year, compare this year. I have this like whole series of spreadsheets that help me project like what we're going to be making and spending in five years based on like tons of different factors, like income, job changes, income taxes changing because we don't have state income tax in Florida, the kids being in daycare versus not, all those kinds of things. So that's been super empowering and it's informed all these decisions, like being able to run the numbers on how much it's going to cost us to move and how much that'll impact, you know, to another state. That makes a huge difference. So I'm really proud of myself for that. And I'm really proud of us for leaning in and taking this huge step into like what felt like a very murky unknown and a very panic inducing unknown. And I think that's one of my favorite things about our podcast, looking outwards, Susie, is like how many people have come to me and said, oh, I need to listen to your podcast. I don't know anything about personal finance. And I'm like, neither do I. Let's talk about it. Um, So that's just been so fun and um, giving people the tools and the insight and the inspiration to just do it, open the account, put your budget together, ask for that raise, advocate for somebody getting a new job title, like have that second kid. Maybe that's not the best advice. Buy that house, you know, all those things. Like look, we're doing it. And that's going to continue even if the podcast isn't the thing facilitating that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, reflecting back on this, I'm like, I, I'm not, I'm not a big one for um like end of year recaps and um New Year's resolutions and stuff like that. But um it I, I don't know, that's inertia, I suppose. Maybe I should do it more because reflecting back on this um was like, do what does do I always experience so much change in the course of like, <laughs> a year or two? Or is this like unusual? I think it is unusual. So between the two of us, we we both we each bought houses. We mm-hmm. each moved. I also for I failed to mention that after the year off, I did get a job, which was a big pay increase from my previous one. Um, only you had a kid. <laughs> <laughs> you started a new business. Incredible. Um, so yeah, we we did a lot of stuff. I think this would be an awesome moment to reflect on some of the guests that we've had and think about this kind of externally f- facing. Um, we've just had some really fantastic um, people that have agreed to come on our show and we're grateful to, for their time. And we hope that them sharing their story has been inspiring to our audience um, and community. So yeah, huge shout out to everyone who is a guest. We really appreciate you bringing your story to our show and to our, our friends. Um, yeah. So Susanna, did you have any moments that you wanted to highlight that were particularly inspirational or informative? I mean, I feel like there's a few that you mentioned throughout the episodes, like what, what's coming to mind for you? Yeah. I loved talking to guests, but I, I, I don't know. I, I also really loved the episodes that were just the two of us, like, uh, money mindset, which was one that you developed. Um, I really liked, of course, I referenced it, the rent versus own episode that I developed because I just learned so much doing it. Um, and the Lou buys her first house because we just walked through the step-by-step. Um, I also really loved Wally Miller talking about like financial advising. Um, and yeah, I guess I'll, I'll share a couple quotes, I guess, that I really liked. One, let's say, let's see from, um, from Wally, um, quote, if you don't understand how the system works, it is very easy to think that it is 100% against you. Oh my God. Love that one. So good. Yeah. Um, 
And then this is just kind of funny, but we had Taylor on to talk about her experience going back to school um, after an undergrad experience that spit her out into the marketplace with apparently uh, not enough hireable skills. Um, And she said, quote, after I graduated from college, I felt like I tripped down an escalator and I was just tumbling down, not moving forward, not moving backward, just hitting my head and hurting myself until I finally stopped and figured things out for myself. Oh my um, God. Is there a better way to capture your early twenties? Like it doesn't yeah. get much more poignant than that. Go Taylor. Right. And so then she, she went back to school and got a degree, uh, an accounting degree and felt like so much more control. Um, and actually, I'm friends with Taylor on Facebook. Last time we talked to her, she had finished her um, degree, but she had to take these um, really heavy-duty exams. I think they're multi-day exams to get her CPA certification, her certified public accountant um, distinction, and she passed. And that was very exciting. So go Taylor. And then I also have to say um, the ne- uh, the negotiation episode, yeah, is definitely one of my favorites. Um, partly because it. Um, sort of like, I guess, upended the the format we had previously been using um, and was a bit of a magnum opus, I think, for Hannah because she developed that one and it was really great. So if you ever heard- It was heard really it, hard, full disclosure. It was hard. Um, <laughs> and honestly, like the outcome, I don't know if the juice was worth the squeeze, but I appreciate the shout out because it took me like so many- like sessions of editing like half sentences that I was like I don't know how people do this every day so shout out to all the NPR podcasts that do that yeah I don't know if the juice was worth the squeeze but the juice was really good oh you're sweet well the content was awesome having that negotiation coach on who knew that was a thing love her that was amazing um and having that woman who switched careers with a huge pay raise she was super inspiring and then the woman who bought a house like under asking in the insanity that was the pandemic market like those were so inspiring and I think we talked about doing a negotiation challenge where we were going to negotiate everything and I think what's funny is that we didn't um end up doing that for the whole month but I think we both do it a lot more negotiate than we ever did before (laughs) my experience trying to negotiate everything was like so absurd um I told (laughs) Hannah that I tried to negotiate something at a consignment shop which like literally is non-negotiable because it's like the consignment shop owners make a make an agreement with the consigner the consigner is the person who sells the the thing to the shop I think and so it's like we're going to give you this much so it's like the person who's coming in to buy it can't negotiate without the original consigner even there um so I like tried to negotiate in a consignment shop and they were like we literally can't do that and I was like cool 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 so it's like just embarrass yourself just like make it it. like try it yeah totally I'm so here for it (laughs) um I tried to negotiate our HVAC bill down and I was like moderately successful in that I felt like an idiot when the guy came to fix our um heat pump in our old house. And I was like, Hey, I was like, how much is it going to cost? And he told me how much and I was like, well, can I get a discount? And he's like, Oh, actually I already gave you a discount because I know your husband and he's like, his business is a client. And I was like, cool. I feel like I should get like partial credit because I asked and I felt really silly asking for a discount on like my, you know, heat pump fixing. I can't think of any good other wins. Like every once in a while I'll negotiate, I'll negotiate. I'll ask for a discount. I like a store and they'll say, oh, I can't, but like we have this promo going on. And so sometimes it helps, sometimes it doesn't. I don't know. You just, you don't know. Yeah. I just, for me, a, a big part of it is the like mental 
getting over the like deep embarrassment I used to feel as a child when my mom would would try to negotiate in front of me (laughs) oh my god I get super Um, relieved that that's so funny but like I mean once you get over that hurdle and you just kind of like throw shame in the ditch like we're good like you can do anything (laughs) it's good practice remember actually the coach said that she said practice with low stakes things so that you can um save it for you can be prepared for the bigger stakes things any quotes that that stick out to you from previous episodes um yeah so there's one actually that I really love was from Jessica the artist who we featured on our um show who I don't remember the exact quote, but she said something that just rattles in my brain almost every day. Um, and she said what she said, like, I used to dream about being where I am now. Like when she was talking about getting her started as a professional artist and going full time and being able to sustain that. And now she can, and she's living that dream. I think about that all the time, especially because I've had so much change in my life. And I think about like, I just, I, it makes me so grateful to think back on, remember when we used to talk about moving to Florida and here we are. And remember when we wanted a baby and now we have two, like it just really reframes like um, this notion of gratitude and abundance. And so that definitely re- lives rent-free in my brain and I love it. So I was also really inspired by Renee, who was our first guest. And she um, was the one who achieved financial independence through buying a home and selling it at 36. And um, that was just a really cool story. And actually since then, so in the two years, um, my husband and I have bought and sold several houses and I've been more effectively able to frame it through that lens of achieving financial independence through like some of the real estate that we've done, real estate stuff we've done. Um, and that has just been a new frame that I've been able to think about. And I think it was very much inspired by Renee. And I think Renee also really helped me kind of understand that financial independence is something that could be accessible. It's not something that wait, you have to wait until you're 65 to retire. Um, it, it just made it feel a little bit more real. So that was super inspiring. Love her. Glad she came on. Um, so shout out to her. Okay. Um, so let's like summarize like big podcasts, big life changes. Um, for me, I think a couple of key takeaways, not being afraid of money, not being afraid of managing it and budgeting and leaning into the unknown, researching things like how do I open an HSA and how do I make it work for me? Those things, um, getting really serious about planning for retirement. So, and financial independence, like making decisions that are informed around, um, preserving my time as the most valuable resource and financial independence being a tool to facilitate preserving and protecting my time. Um, and, um, you know, just one kind of little thing is just like optimizing your taxes. Like I really enjoyed that episode and it was really fun for me to think like, okay, here's some technical things that you can do to, um, make your tax situation a little better because taxes are, um, I think I read in some book when I was like American history book, when I was younger about, people going to debtor's prison. So I have a lot of anxiety around taxes. And so this has really helped me work through that. <laughs> and that was embarrassing. What about you, Susie? <laughs> what have I learned? I I learned how to buy a house. That's yes. a small thing. Um, I learned how to, I, I mean, this is like a lifelong learning thing. I think probably buying a house is too, or just like, you know, I guess to, frame it as investing in real estate. But again, like you said, that wasn't your original goal when you um, bought property to build on. It's not currently my job, or my goal with buying this house that is my home. Um, yeah. But anyway, I digress. I learned a little bit more about 
just feeling comfortable about investing with a brokerage account and a retirement account. I definitely have a lot further to go. Um, and what that looks like is probably doing more of a like set it and forget it rather than like freaking out about um, the stock market, which over the past few years we've been doing this podcast has, has not been doing great. So <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, I, I built a little bit more confidence negotiating and I've um, thought a lot more um, and like matured, I think a lot more about how I want to give away my money. We did want to do a, an episode about that. Uh, and we, you know, never got around to it. I think part, partly because I never got there in a way where I felt like I could share with others, but because it's still something I'm like working on personally, like how to approach it in, um, you know, in a way where I, you know, you think about what you really need to, to meet your basic needs and not just basic needs, but like feel happy and satisfied and content and, and prepared for, like you said, retirement, um, but also be reasonable about how much you actually need and give away what you don't. Um, and then when you know what you're, what you want to give away, like how to be strategic about what to give to. Um, that is definitely a lifelong um, journey. Um, anyway, I'm, I, I'm digressing, waxing poetic. Um, yeah. I've learned a lot, but also just, you know, moved a lot, moved forward in my journey of learning along all these vectors. Well, now we're going to apply that to something else entirely. So stay tuned for what Hannah and Suzanne are cooking up next. Maybe it'll be one sock. Maybe it'll be another podcast. TBD. But anyway, we appreciate everybody's come along with us on this journey. And we encourage you to check out other podcasts that are similar to ours to help continue that. Um, you're also welcome to message us directly um, through social media. Our accounts will still be live. And then also um, we're going to have some content on another blog. How much is that in tacos? Um, which is a blog about personal finance and adulting. So you can check us out there too. Okay, we love you guys so much. Thanks for coming along for this ride. And until next time. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Ways to Means with Hannah and Susanna. 